that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And I thank you that your people hearts are open and receptive to receive what you have to say unto them on tonight in Jesus name. Amen. We're going to wrap up um, the teaching on the prophet tonight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back through it and I'm, and I'm going to add a little bit more to it so we can have a a little bit more understanding because I know it's been a lot dealing with the prophet and it's still much more. So I'm going to cut it off so we can move on to an evangelist. Now we talked about the um, definition of a prophet in the old Testament. And I want to explain why I um, did a definition for old Testament. And then I did a definition for new Testament. And when we look at the old Testament, we know that a prophet is a spokesman for God and they speak on the behalf of God. This is what they did in the Old Testament. And the reason why they spoke on the behalf of God is because in the Old Testament, um, Jesus had not come forth yet. So we did and hadn't gone back to the father. So the Holy Spirit was not indwelling them. So God had a prophet to speak on his behalf. So that prophet would stand before God and he or she would get the words from God and they would deliver it unto the people. So the references to that, and you might already have these, but I'm going to go over it again. Exodus 19 verse 3 through verse 8. This was Moses speaking to God on the behalf, um, going to God on the behalf of the people because the people did not want to stand before God when they saw in Exodus 19, the thundering, the lightning and everything. So God spoke to Moses. Moses spoke to the people. You can um, reference in that too in Exodus 20 when the people say we prefer you to go to God on our behalf. So we see how Moses stood for the people and spoke to God on their behalf. Also in 1 Samuel 3, 19 through 21, this is dealing with um, Samuel and how Samuel was a mouthpiece um, for God and he would um, give the word of the Lord to the people. The people recognized him as being a prophet. And then 2 Samuel 12, verse 1 through 15, I don't think I gave you this one. This was Nathan. And this was Nathan speaking unto David. Um, telling him what the Lord was saying unto him. So we see that prophets in the Old Testament, they spoke on God's behalf. They spoke on God's behalf. So when you look in the Old Testament and the prophets begin to say, this is what God is saying, they were delivering a word directly from God. Now, in the New Testament, um, when we look at a prophet, it's one who points you to Jesus. Um, they edify, build up the body of Christ, bringing the body into maturity. Y'all know that's according to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. They foretell what is getting ready to happen. They confirm what has already been spoken. They bring forth correction in the body of Christ. They reveal the heart and the mind of God. So dealing with the prophets in the New Testament, they're going to lead you to Christ. They are part of the fivefold. So everything that I have given you in that definition, I'm going to give you scripture to back it up. Now, the New Testament um, prophets, when I go further into detail, you're going to understand um, why it was different. But I want to give you some scriptures on 
um, pointing you to Christ and all of that. In Acts 11, 27, we, thought, we talked about um, Agabus and how he predicted um, that there was going to be a famine in the land. So he was letting them know what was yet coming. Acts 21, 10, this is Agabus again. He was letting Paul know what would happen to him, the one that owned that girdle. He said, this is what's going to happen when you go into Jerusalem. Now, remember that a prophet, when they come in the New Testament, they're going to confirm what God has already spoken. And Acts 20, 22 through 23, Paul already said he knew what was before him through the Holy Spirit. So in Acts 20, 22 through 23, Paul was told by the Holy Spirit the very same thing that Agabus in Acts 21 um, began to um, bring forth. So you see that a prophet, he or she is going to confirm what God has already told you. So we have to understand that. And then in Acts, 10, Acts 15, 32, now a prophet will encourage, they will build up. And this is dealing with um, justice and silence how they were um, encouraging the people upon the letter that was written from the apostles to the people. And one thing that happened even in this, um, they did not read the letter, but they confirmed it and they were strengthening the people through what they had already heard. And also in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, that tells you too about building up and edifying the body of Christ. And that's what prophecy does. Now, that's the first thing dealing with the definition of a prophet in the Old Testament. And I gave you the definition of a prophet in the New Testament. I'm going to go on and tell you the difference between an Old Testament prophet and a New Testament prophet and why there's such a difference. And we'll get to that. We talked about Jesus as being a prophet. The reason why I'm bringing forth Jesus is because when Jesus left the gifts to the church, he was leaving himself meaning that Jesus walked as an apostle, he walked as a prophet, he walked as an evangelist, as a pastor and teacher. So when he left to be with the Father, he was leaving this in the body of Christ amongst the ones that he called so they can represent him in these fivefold ministries. So we was, that was determined in Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, when Moses spoke to the people and let them know that a prophet was going to come forth and he was going to um, be a mouthpiece for God, just like Moses was a mouthpiece for God. He was talking about Jesus. So he had um, um, said that even before it came to pass. And that can be determined in Acts 7.37. Um, when um, Stephen was talking to um, the people dealing with um, when it was getting ready to stone him. And Jesus spoke forth the words of God. You can find that in John 17, 8. Remember, a prophet is only going to speak what's already written. A prophet is going to speak according to what's already written. I mentioned to you before that the prophets up under the old, they're the ones that um, spoke exactly what God said, and it was written. And this is why we have Moses, you know, with the five 
um, first five books, Moses was the one that began to hear from God. And that's how those books got um, written. You got Jeremiah, you got Isaiah, you got all of these prophets. They were the ones that heard from God. And that's how you got the Old Testament come through the prophets. Remember I said the New Testament come through the apostles, the ones that walk with Jesus. That's how this New Testament come about because they were only putting down what they seen and what they heard. So um, when we look at Jesus, Jesus was only spe- speaking what the father was giving him. So he only spoke forth what he heard the father say. And that's what a prophet is going to do. A prophet is not going to add to the word. A prophet is not going to take away from the word. A prophet is going to speak exactly what God is saying. But I want you to understand this and I'm going to get to it in the new Testament. This is why prophecy or a prophet has to be judged. What a prophet is saying, it has to be other prophets around to discern if it's coming through the Holy Spirit. So that's why we have to be in the word of God, because everybody that say I'm a prophet, um, just because they prophesy, it does not mean that they are prophets. So don't get hung up on somebody because they told you something that you just thought about. That could be one of the gifts of the spirit and operation in their lives. That don't mean that they are prophets. So we know that Jesus only spoke the words of God. So that's um, St. John 17, verse 8, John 12, 49 through verse uh, 50. Jesus foretold what was yet um, going to come. He was speaking of the end times. That was Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. And also when we look at John 4, chapter 4, 16 through 18, we see here, Well, Jesus was talking to the lady at the well, and he was telling her something that was presently happening in her life. So she knew that he was a prophet. Also, we determined that Jesus was not honored as a prophet. So prophets sometimes are not honored even in their own hometown. Why? Because people look at them not as being whom God has called them to be, but they look at them as the ones that they have been around. That's Matthew 13, 53 through 58. Now, I'm going to start here. What is the difference between the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets? Old Testament prophets were especially used in guidance, direction, and inquiry of the mind and will of God because the spirit was not available for all flesh. So up under the Old Testament, the prophets gave direction, they gave guidance, and they... um, gave you um, the mind and the will of God. And the reason why they done this is because the Holy Spirit was not indwelling them and the Holy Spirit um, was not available for all flesh at that time. So God needed someone to speak the mind, the heart of himself, and he also needed them to give them guidance, um, to give them direction. We determined that in Exodus again, 19, 3 through verse 6. This when Moses was speaking um, to God, talking with God, and then he would give it to the people. He was giving them guidance. He was giving them direction from God. That was a scripture we went over. In Exodus 20, I mentioned that before, when the people wanted Moses to speak on their behalf um, to God. The next one was 1 Samuel 9. This was looking for Samuel for guidance. So go read that chapter. And another one is 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 11. This is dealing with guidance and direction. 
and I already spoke on they were used to utter and write infallible scriptures, meaning that there was no error in what was written. It was exactly what God said. And that's Second Peter 1, 20 through 21. The New Testament prophets were not used in guidance and control of another person's life, and I'm going to prove that. They were used to confirm what was already known and reveal the will of God, the will and mind of God. Um, to resort to a prophet for direction, guidance, or control is to violate the ministry of the new covenant believers of having access to God through Christ by the Spirit. So what that's saying is, up under the New Testament, if you go into a prophet to get direction, if you go into a prophet to get guidance, if you go into a, a prophet to see what God is saying, the mind and will of God, um, that's wrong because God has given you his spirit. By you being born again, you can go to God on your own. You do not need to go to a prophet for anything. Now, don't get me wrong. God will use a prophet to bring direction, just like an, a prophet and an pro, uh, apostle work alongside each other for the foundation. If God has given me the foundation, you know, dealing with, y'all know that it's based on Jesus, it's based on God. Let's say that I'll say, okay, God is saying that we're getting ready to build another church. This is what God is saying, and he's giving me scripture and everything on what he's telling me. A prophet would stand alongside of me and say, this is what God is saying. They would be in agreement with what I'm doing because we are doing the same thing. We're walking with together in twos. So don't go to no prophet trying to find out what God is saying to you. Because that is why you have the Holy Spirit. It's too many people, when you hear prophet, then you want to see how they can give you direction in this or how they can um, give you uh, something that God is saying right here. Now, this is why we have the word which is already written from the old to the new. Everything is already written. So anytime you need direction, what does the Bible say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your paths. So anything that you need from the Lord, only thing you got to do is say, Holy Spirit, I need help in this area. I don't know which direction to go into, but I believe that you're the one that can show me the way that I need to go. According to St. John 14, 15 and 16, he has given you the Holy Spirit to bring the word back to your remembrance. He has given you the Holy Spirit to teach you all things that you do not know. So don't let nobody who say they're a prophet, you need to come to me. I need to tell you what God is saying. No, that is not God. Because you have the word of God. Now, like I said, a prophet will confirm what God has already said unto you. If you are in the presence of God, that means being in his word and you before God, and God gives you a word, then later on God has sent a prophet to verify what he has said unto you. He's going to confirm it. But when you're totally dependent on that prophet to tell you this and tell you that, then you are not acknowledging what you already have, which is the Holy Spirit. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. You are quenching the Holy Spirit. You believe in that that man 
man is really above God. And that should not happen. We got too many people following man and not following the pattern that God has left for his church. Even with the fivefold. The fivefold have to go by Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and also what the word of God says to them and for them to do. But they don't have you to be attached to them. They teach you to go out and make disciples and give them the same foundation that they have. It should be no different than what the word of God is saying. So we got to get our hearts and mind off of that's the prophet. Let me see what they can tell me. Let me see if I'm going to get married within the year. Let me see if I'm going to get a car. Let me see if they can tell me what's going on in my body. Let me call them and I know they can get a prayer through. Let me give you a scripture. (laughs) Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. See, back up under the Old Testament, you didn't just go and approach God any kind of way. You had to go through some changes. Remember the tabernacle we went through, everything that you had to do in order for um, you to um, go to God, but you still couldn't go to God. The priests had to stand um, on your behalf. But now because of Jesus and what Jesus done, we don't have to um, get man to do it for us. We can go to the throne because of what Jesus done. So if any prophet tell you, you know, I'm going to go to God for you, I can get a prayer through. Then no, say, I don't, uh-uh, no thanks. Because because of the blood of Jesus, I can go to the throne on my own in Jesus' name and get what every, everything I need from the Father. So you don't need no prophet to be in between you. So that's bothering my spirit even right now because I believe there's people out there that saying they're a prophet and saying, you know, God is telling me to tell you this. If somebody calling your house all the time and telling you what God is telling them to tell you and they're not directing you and pointing you to Jesus, hang up the phone. Because evidently they want followers. They want people to follow them. We, every individual in the fivefold, supposed to direct you to Jesus Christ. They do not supposed to direct you to them. You know, call me anytime. Yeah, for the word. I'll give you the word. See, it's a time in my life, and I'll never forget this. When I was going through, I said, Lord, send them my way. Anybody that you want me to help, send them my way. Phone ringing off the hook. Got to the point, I said, I ain't answering that one. But then the Lord let me know. He said, it is your job to direct them to the word. And allow them to depend on the word. If they depend on the word, they're going to depend on me. And when they can't get you, they know where to go. See, some people want people to put their name out there and to exalt them and say, look at what I've done. Some people try to put things out there to let people know, I am a prophet. I hear from God. Do you see this testimony? Do you see this right here? So you can trust that I know, you know, that I've been with God. You don't have to do all of that. When you know who you really are in God, it's not about you. It's all about him. It don't matter if you get recognized or not. It don't matter if your name flash cross screens and say, I'm a prophet to the nation and I'm this. It ain't about that. It's about getting the good news concerning the kingdom out to a dying world. And we do it according to his pattern and not according to trying to get followers or look who's following me or look where I'm going. But if you're not going in his name and if you're not doing it his way, it's not going to work. It's going to fail. 
So this is why I want you to know you can go to God for yourself. Don't let no person tell you, well, you know what? You got to do this before you can go to the Father. No, it's already been done. The only thing I need to do is come in Jesus' name because he don't see me. He sees his son because the blood is crying mercy, mercy, mercy on my behalf. Matter of fact, I get new mercies every day. So even if I messed up, I got mercy in this day. So I can go to him in Jesus' name because he see his son. So when you know what the word says, nobody will be able to fool you. So we got a lot of people out here fooling people just to get followers to make them feel good like they're somebody. We're nobody except who we are in Christ. And what I mean is I'm not trying to say everybody's just thrown away, but you got to see yourself for who you are in Christ. Now let's look at a call of a prophet. How do I know that God has called me to be a prophet? Guess what? God will tell you. God will let you know. And can I tell you this? When God lets you know whatever your call is, you don't have to keep telling people, well, I know I'm a prophet. I know God called me to be a prophet. Let me tell you when he called, you wasting time trying to prove yourself. Nowhere in the Bible I saw anybody prove themselves. What I saw in Samuel, when they saw Samuel come and they knew, boom, bam, you better move because he got a word from the Lord because that's all he did was bring what God was saying. He did never bring what Samuel said. He always brought what God said. So everything he said that God said did not fall to the ground. So people are going to know who you are. You don't have to put the title, well, this is who I am. I'm apostle. Man, you better recognize you don't have to do all that nonsense because when people know God's pattern and how the church is set up, they're going to recognize an apostle. They're going to recognize a prophet. They're going to recognize an evangelist. They're going to recognize a teacher and a pastor. They recognize because when you get taught their duties, when you get taught all of this that you're getting taught, you're going to know who they are. And they don't have to come in and announce, open the door for bishop, please. You're going to have respect for those that God has put before you. Not putting them above God now, but that's what we do. So a call of a prophet, a call comes from God. If you go in places just to get people to tell you who you are, you need to stay home. Because you should know who you are even before you go. So that comes through Genesis, the 20th chapter, verse 7. This is when... God told Abimelech, he's a prophet. God let Abimelech know he's a prophet. Give um, back his wife so you can live, so he can pray for you so you can live. That's what Genesis 20 verse 7 is actually saying. God let him know that Moses was a prophet. It says in verse 7, now therefore restore the man his wife for he is a prophet and he shall pray. Notice it's Abraham, isn't it? Pray for thee, and thou shalt live, and if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are, are thine. So he proclaimed that call. God did. The next one is Jeremiah 1.5. We're familiar with that. Who spoke to Jeremiah? God spoke to Jeremiah. And when God spoke to Jeremiah, Jeremiah stood in that office of a prophet. And what was Jeremiah carrying? Nothing but the word. He only told people what God was saying. He didn't come up with no special formulas. People today are coming up with special formulas to deliver you, to heal you. I didn't see nowhere in the word what Jesus said 
you got to do this to get this. Or you got to do that to be saved. The only thing you got to do is believe in what I already done. So everybody coming up with, you got to pay $100 for healing. You got to do this right here to get rid of this. You got to take this miracle water. Now this miracle water, you drink this water, you're going to be healed. I ain't going to lie, y'all. Somebody come to our house doing Bible study but jugs of water. You remember that? They had to take them out. I said, you think I'm going to drink that water and don't know what you did with it? No, I don't want none of it. But they believe that if they prayed over that water, these are the things that will happen. Don't get me wrong. If that's what God want to use, fine. But you better know that's what God is using. Don't just take it just because you're desperate. If a prophet walk in and say, this is what God is saying. The first five people who give me $500, whatever disease you got, you're going to be cured instantly. I guarantee you people go to ATM. And bring back $500 because they've been hurting for a long time. And then guess what? They believe in that they heal and say, oh, the pain gone. Soon as that person done rip you off, not even a day later before you get in your car, pain come right back. That's not God. But people use that. And you know why? It's a mind thing. When you get so desperate, you'll do anything to get over what you're going through. Y'all, I done tried it. I done tried it. So this is why I'm telling you, if you don't get your mind renewed according to this word and what this word is saying, you will listen to anything somebody say because people operate in familiar spirits. That's the spirit that's familiar with you. What you do and how you do it. And all of a sudden, that familiar spirit is using that person to speak to you, to tell you something. And you'd be like, that's right. That's right. That, that's, that's so God. That's so God. But their lifestyle ain't right. So you got to be careful who you allow to speak over you. You don't allow in and everybody to speak over you because some of the things that they're speaking, that could, could contaminate you and that can stop you from getting where God is taking you. So we see that um, Jeremiah um, and Abraham, all of them knew that God called them. So one thing you got to understand is when God tells you something, you have a surety of what God is telling you. And God will let you know the call that's on your life if you spend time with him. He also lets you know through dreams and visions. Uh, we went over Isaiah 6, where Isaiah, he saw a vision. And this is what Isaiah called. And Isaiah was a prophet. And it's going to be confirmed by someone. That's in 1 Kings 19, 19. This is talking about Elijah and Elisha. God told Elijah to go past his mantle to Elisha and that's what he did so um, Elisha knew that he was taking that office of Elijah so he went and he passed his mantle so when you see somebody say they're passing my mantle on to you that means that they know that you are a prophet that don't mean you may operate exactly like they operate but God is placing that call on your life and it's being confirmed through that person that God is sending to you also, we look at 1 Samuel 3 again, 19 through 20. Um, the people knew that Samuel was a prophet because none of his words fell to the ground. So it was confirmed through um, Samuel witnessing on behalf of God, carrying the word of God, and his words didn't fall to, to the ground. So God will confirm your call through someone. So when God tell you that you're a prophet or whatever, part of the fivefold you may carry, you don't have to worry about come and ask me nothing. Have you heard God to say I'm this, that, or the other? I'm saying, what did you hear? 
What did God tell you? Can you hear him? Have anybody ever called me and I say, well, what, did God, what is God saying to you? Can you, what, what did God tell you? See, I got smart, y'all. Because I don't want nobody depending on me. I want you to learn how to depend on the word for yourself. Y'all, it is so good when you can be still and hear God for yourself and you can have so much peace to consume you. You ain't worrying about what nobody else say because it's already been said. So even when they say it, you ain't falling all out. I remember one girl right over there by Renee. When God sent me over there to her, I'm telling her what God is saying. And she's screaming, just screaming, falling all back, hollering, crying. At the end of service, she come to me. She said, what did God say? I said, what did he say? <laughs> she heard nothing. Do you remember that? man? Her falling all over the place. Just hollering like, yes, yes. In the service, she said, what did God say? I said, what did he say? Because I'm spitting it out. I ain't sitting there trying to remember nothing. Now, some things God will have me to recall, but I ain't going to sit there and try to drum nothing else up. Well, what did he say? I don't know. Okay. Well, if he give it back to me, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm not playing games, y'all. You don't play games with people's life. People play games because they want to get noticed to say, she told me this and this happened. When people come back to me, they say, you remember what I told you? I don't even remember who you are seriously I don't be trying to y'all this is funny now my husband can witness this my husband will show me a church say we've been there I said I ain't been there <laughs> that true sister niece mentioned somewhere I've been I said I ain't been there y'all I'm serious and I and I be like we've been there when we go there all that stuff just leave me because I don't try to just take stuff with me. I go and do what God say and keep it moving. So I don't remember the places and sometimes I don't remember the people. And I'm like, you know me, you know who I am. No, I don't. So we don't try to do that because it's not about me. It's about God delivering the message and just moving on. God taught me that and it comes through humility. That's why I know y'all get tired of me with Galatians 2.20. But every day I remind myself, you crucified. You dead. You're not rising up up in here. So when we do that on a daily basis, God can trust us because he knows that we're not trying to take his glory. So be careful at the ones who's boasting and bragging on, well, you know, God told me to go over here. And when I went over here, I found this over here. And glory be to God. And then next thing I know, I ain't had no gas. And God told me, try it again. Crank it up again. I cranked it up again and got a little bit of further. Then I got that far down the road. And then I start praying in tongues. And the Lord say, somebody going to come by in a minute. Of course they are. And then you know what people do with that? I wish God would talk to me like that. Sometimes it's you. And stuff and ha things happen by coincidence. And then you get people all stirred up and they feeling bad because they ain't a prophet like you. They ain't, they ain't heard from God like you. Well, I woke up and God told me, wear blue today. I put on my blue today. And when I put on my blue today, I got promoted. Because you wore blue. I hear from the Lord. So you got to be careful because a prophet is going to bring you word. A prophet is going to bring you what God is saying right here and now through his word. He or she is not going to contradict the word. And one thing a prophet is not going to do is pull you out of a place that you already in and you getting taught the word. So if you got a prophet telling you, come to my meetings, 
God got something for you when you get there. Because he want to take you up higher. And I believe the place that you're in right now, you're stuck. You're stagnated. He want to put some new life into you. And then you haul buggy right over there. And then you find out it ain't like you thought it was. See, God don't operate that way. Whatever God has planted, nobody should be able to uproot it. That's why you have to stay in the word to know where God is placing you. And some people are moving because they're dying because they're not feeding themselves. So they feel like it's not the same. Of course it's not. You're not fed. You're not eating from the word. So you're not going to connect with everybody else. Your joy ain't going to be overflowing because you lost that desire. So you blaming it on me. You're going to go somewhere else and it's going to be right for a little bit. Then all of a sudden you're dead again. Then you're going to go somewhere else. And until you get rooted and grounded in here, you're going to keep traveling. But when you get settled and you know what the word is saying and when the word is going forth from the beginning to the end, you say, thank you, Lord. You done put me in the right place. I'm getting fed truth. Thank you, Jesus. So that's why you got to stay connected because anybody will come in to try to disconnect you from truth. You got people calling themselves prophets everywhere. And people are saying that they're prophets. And people are believing that they're prophets but don't even know what a prophet is. So we have to be careful. So we see that it's confirmed by someone else. Um, and that's in Acts 13 as well. Acts 13 verses 1 through verse 3. Y'all get all this, you should pass the test if I give it to you tonight. This is the third time we done went over this. The third time. Don't be surprised. Third time. Now, the next thing is, just because you get a prophetical revelation, a move in prophecy, even if you do these things frequently, that does not necessarily mean that you're a prophet. Remember that anyone who's filled with the Holy Spirit can exercise the gift of prophecy as the Spirit wills. Read 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through verse 11. So all of us that are born again with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes upon us, have nine gifts of the Spirit, and we can operate in the gift of prophecy we can operate in the word of wisdom we can operate in the word of knowledge but that does not mean because we're operating in the gift of prophecy that we are prophet that's proven by acts 21 verse 8 through verse 9 philip the evangelist he had four daughters they were virgins they prophesied it did not say that they were prophetess they just prophesied there was encouraging, there was exhortation, there was building up, but that did not mean that they were a prophet. In that same chapter, this is when Agabus, he come in and he told Paul about his girdle. That was a prophet. The Bible called him a prophet. So he was foretelling what was yet to happen in the place that Paul would have to go. Remember in Acts 20, it was verified through Paul that Paul already knew that these things would come upon him according to the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is there to do what? Reveal, to make known unto you 
what God is saying. When you're revealing something, it's something that is not made known, but the Holy Spirit is making it known unto you. It's something that's hidden, and the Holy Spirit will make it known. It's something that you didn't know. So the Holy Spirit is working through those gifts of the Spirit to let you know what's yet to come. The Holy Spirit will let you know that. Then a prophet will come along and confirm the word that the Holy Spirit have already let you know through what? The gifts of the Spirit. And then the next thing we went over is, are there still prophets today? We verified that through 1 Corinthians 12, verse 28, and Ephesians 4, 11. Now, the next thing we went over was 1 Corinthians 14, 29 through 33. And this is what prophets do when we're in a meeting. If you have three prophets in a meeting and a prophet is telling you what the Lord is saying, remember the prophet is going to bring correction. The prophet is going to point you to Jesus. But let's say that prophet is um, uh, telling you what God is saying and it's coming through the word. The other prophet's supposed to judge. That judge means they're supposed to discern through the Holy Spirit whether or not that's truth. Why is it that in the New Testament the prophets do that, but in the Old Testament you don't see where that was done? The reason being is because, understand, the Word of God was already written, right? Through the apostles. The only thing those prophets are going to do, us as, you know, new now, only thing that a prophet is going to do that's walking now is, is take what's already written and give it to you and it's still coming from God. But the other prophets is testing what they're saying through the word of God to make sure that is exactly what the word is saying. So some people may be off a little bit because remember, we are human. Like I told y'all, it was a lady that was in here talking to someone, but she was in the wrong area. I think they were over there, and she was over here. She, she was hearing God, but she was pointing to the wrong person. So it don't mean that the person is not a prophet. She just lost her sense of direction. The person knew she's talking to me, but she over there. So don't mean that they're not a prophet, but you're human. Sometimes you may get things kind of... Uh, not the way they need to be and that's why it need to be another prophet in the room why that is going forth to bring correction that way nobody won't leave out of here saying that's a lying prophet another prophet is going to step in and they're going to finish or bring correction to what that prophet is saying so when you read first corinthians 14 29 through 33 this is how it's supposed to be in the church when you got several prophets in a meeting the other ones, when somebody else is speaking, the other one be silent so you can judge what that person is saying. That means to discern through the Holy Spirit whether or not it's coming from God or not. And I'm going to give you um, the principles of testing a prophecy. This is something new I didn't give you. This is how you test a prophecy. Number one, it must build up the body. 1 Corinthians 14.4. It must agree with scripture. 2 Timothy 3.16. It must exalt Jesus. John 16, verse 13 and 14. It must come true. Deuteronomy 18, verse 22. 
it must lead God, it must lead to God and obedience unto him. Deuteronomy 13, verse 1 through 5. It must produce life. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6. And it must be attested to the Holy Spirit in each believer. Meaning that, that's in 1 John 2, 27. The Holy Spirit is going to be a witness to what they're saying. There's seven ways you can tell if it's truth or not. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 22, it said, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. So we have to understand that we have to make sure that everything is tested. When a prophet come in the room, it is tested by these seven things, and God could give us more. What was that? 16. Mm-hmm. It must agree with scripture. Remember, everything must agree with God's word. Because the word is God what? Breathe. It's inspired by God. Everything must be proven by the word, the most important thing. And another thing is the character is one of the best tests of a prophet. The character. We verify that in Matthew 7, 15 through 20. It says, Be careful of, beware of, watch out for false prophets. They come to you looking gentle like sheep, but they are really dangerous like wolves. You will know these people by what they do, by their fruit. Grapes don't come from thorn bushes and figs don't come from thorny weeds. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. In the same way, you will know these false prophets by what they do. So every false prophet, they're not going to bear good fruit. So that's going to be their character. A prophet is going to lead a holy life before God. How do I know this? Nobody that's telling you what the Lord is saying, their life is tore up from the floor. Because if they're in front of God, they want to lead their life the way God would have them to live their life. Most prophets, not all of them, that say that they're prophets, they're going to make sure that what they're saying is coming from God before they deliver that word. They're going to be on, they're going to say, God, If this is what you want me to tell your people, verify it through the word. And they're going to verify it through the word before they end up speaking the word of God. They have the heart of God. They're looking at the heart of God and the mind of God, the will of God. They're not going to be out here fornicating and then come telling you, well, thus says the Lord, quit sleeping with that man. And everybody know that person been sleeping around for years and ain't stopped yet. They're going to live a holy life. They're not going to be gossipers. They're not going to be backbiters. Because a prophet, if they're speaking on the behalf of God, do you think God is going to gossip and then turn around and tell you, don't you be gossiping now? So you're going to know them by their character. You're going to know how they live because they're going to live according to the word of God. And everything that they do opposite to the word of God, a prophet is not ashamed to say, you know what, I apologize. 
I repent of that because this is what God is saying. They're going to come back in humility and they will openly apologize because they don't want to lead nobody astray. You're going to know the ones that God really called because you're going to see their lifestyle. They're going to be the same all the time. They're not going to be this way on Monday and then another way on Wednesday or they ain't going to like you on Sunday and then don't want to have nothing to do with you on Monday and they're not going to be so stuck on themselves that they're thinking that they know more than anybody else and nobody else can tell them anything. And then a prophet, they will love for you to correct them. They won't bite your head off. They will take that correction humbly. So we went over all of this, and it is more, but I am not going to bring more because if I bring more, we'll be here for days. So take everything that you have learned, and the reason why I went back over this because I'm like this. Questions that I may have, I want to answer them through the word. The word is the one, the word is what's going to bring you your answers for the questions that you have. So everything that I was asking that I know I want to know, I want to bring it to you so you know how to identify um, a prophet. You know how to identify an apostle. You know the, the lifestyle that they would have. Did this help anybody? How did it help you? Anybody? Kim? Oh, it's going in a book. That's why I'm taking my time and breaking it down. We're going to have a book. It's in, the, it's in the Bible. No, no, what I'm saying is you're talking about a learning, a tool. We are going to have a tool, y'all. That's why God had me breaking it down like this because this is what God have called me to do to raise up the fivefold, to raise up disciples. But you got to have guidelines according to the word and everything broken down so you can open it up and say, this is how you know you call to be a prophet based on these scriptures. You going on what's already written to help you to find your place in the body of Christ because some people are out of place and don't even know it because you choose to put yourself in that place and you ain't moving in that place because you going on what somebody else said but you never heard it from God for yourself. That's why I'm telling you, hear from God for yourself. It's, it's exciting when somebody tell you, you this and you that, and it make you feel good because you accept it in that area. But God is going to let you know where you fit in in the body of Christ. And then God will take you and he'll put you in that place even when you think, I don't deserve to be in this place. I ain't got there yet. But God is raising you up while you're in that place and taking you step by step by step and then you enjoying the ride because you're saying wow I didn't know all of this was in the word because you have to take time and break it down so I know what you're saying Kim when you break it down you get a more of an understanding
Can someone take Shirley her mic? You know, it's just like you said, we have to understand the call of a prophet. We have to understand um, how they operate because there are false prophets now because we're living in the end times. And we can be led a different way, you know, if we just not read and not understand what a prophet is, a true prophet, we can be led a different direction, thinking we're going right when we're going wrong, because we are listening to them and not being able to identify with who they are, because just like you said, you know, a prophet, they, what they say has to come true. It's going to be confirmed, because God's going to let you know. He's going to let you know, and then what the prophet is saying is just going to confirm what God has already told you. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand what they're supposed to be doing in their position, you can be led astray. Mm-hmm. They are messengers, but they are false prophets too. And he wants us to be aware of false prophets, people that can lead us, lead us astray. And this is why, you know, the, the church, you know, there's a way that the church is set up and you taught on that. And all this, you know, falls right in line. It falls in line. You know, there's so many people that want to be a prophet. They want to be a prophet, but they don't even know what it's like to be a prophet. They just want that name, that title. But when you are a true prophet, nobody has to say anything. They're going to know you're a true prophet by the way that you speak and what you say because it all comes together. And it's nothing missing and nothing broken, and you can see it right there. It's just right before your face. God had to do this. God had to say this because nobody knew this but me and God. And see, when this stuff don't come true, then you don't have to say they're a lying prophet because it didn't come true. You know, God's going to manifest. You're going to know it. It's going to be confirmed. So some people just take things and just run with it, and this is what it is because they told me that. But you really have to do, you really have to understand Scripture just like you're teaching now. That's a good foundation. Everybody need to hear that because they could take information and go run with it, and it's nothing to it. They just want a word, a quick word. But if you listen and understand the call of a prophet, nobody can fool you. Amen. Can't nobody fool you, but you can fool yourself if you go following behind every Tom, Dick, and Harry just because they say they got that name. Amen. You know, and I tell you, it's coming a time when we really need to Know that we know that we know. And every day of my life, I'm learning that. You have to know that you know that you know. Because if you don't, you're going to be out there somewhere, way out there, and trying to find your way back, stumbling, because you don't, you're not going according to Scripture. So we do have to understand the call of a prophet. And that was good. I mean, that was good. And I want to say this. In the Old Testament, um, they had school of the prophets. And they had school of the prophets because it was Elijah and them teaching them dealing with a prophet. Because remember, God talked to those prophets. So they was raising them up in the school of the prophets. Sometimes they have school of the prophets now, but what they need to be teaching in, those, in the school is the same thing you're getting now. 
not to try to make them better than anybody else, not to say, okay, we're going to go up in this meeting. We're going to let them know what God is saying tonight. It is not about that. So know what the word is saying. Everything that the word say is true. And if anybody's taken from it, you don't take that. You do not take it. So take this and go back over it and God will add more to it. And he will give you more revelation on everything that I have given you. But y'all, it's good. It helps you to identify. That's right. That's right. He's going to raise you up in the call that God has given you. And that's why we wait on our ministry. We don't go out there because somebody said, you got so many people. I have learned this. If God tell me somebody got a call on their life and he ain't told me to tell that person they got that call, I don't tell them. The reason why, because God said they already got the big head. He see, he's, he's putting them in a place to show them humility. He's putting them in a place to get taught. And as they're getting taught and, and um, walking in humility, all of a sudden God opened their eyes and said, this is what I called you to do. But people that just give you that call and you feel like, well, I'm, I got to go out there and I got to work this call. It don't work like that, y'all. Because everybody in the word of God, they were taught the word. It's, it takes the word first, y'all. You got to be a disciple first. You got to know how to disciple. Too many people are stuck on titles. It's about the kingdom. It's about getting this kingdom message out there. Leave these titles alone. If God gave it to you, so be it. People are going to identify you through what God has already said to you. All of the calls that I have had, I don't think I have told nobody. But God identified those calls through people that have come here from far and near that I have never spoken with. Why? Because that was between me and God. That was my business. So God chose to release the business. <laughs> and that's when I say amen. So this is what I'm saying. Quit worrying about a call, y'all. Enjoy this word. Stay in the word. Hear what God is saying. Hear him for yourself. How can you be a prophet? You asking God, well, Lord, is that really you? Give me a sign. Then stand up in church. Thus says the Lord. It's going to be a famine. And then you go home and say, well, God, you ain't answered me yet. Something is wrong. Well, you just told people God said it was going to be a famine. Who did you get that from? So y'all is tore up in the churches. You can't hear God for yourself, but you standing up. And we got a prophet in the house tonight, and they're getting ready to tell us what God is saying. And then they stand up and say, matter of fact, we had a lady, y'all, she was dressed in black, went in this meeting, me and Jennifer and my husband, and the woman said, we got a prophet in the house. That woman neck, I thought it was going to pop out of place. Ugh, I can't even do it. As she was moving her hand like this, her neck was going right along with her head, with her hand. I see, I see, I see. You remember she walked the aisle, Jennifer? I see, I see. And I'm sitting over there saying, what you see? I see. She never got to what she saw. But I see her, and I see her, and I see her. What you see? She never got to it, but the girl said she was a prophet. That's all I heard is I see. And I'm looking around to see what she was seeing, and I saw nothing. Then we had a boy in there dressed like Jesus, long hair, looked just like Jesus. Took off his sandals, had somebody toting his sandals, and then he going to look at me and say, I'm going to read your mail. I said, read it. 
I'm waiting. Because <laughs> I knew it was tore up. So we were going to stay for the meal, right? But when all that foolishness started going on, we went home hungry. I said, I refuse to stay up in this mess. That was the day our traveling days was over. So I'm telling you, do not go in these places because somebody say they're a prophet. You get in there, people are going to be running around like chickens with their head cut off, trying to stir up the people and doing what they do. God don't work like that. He work according to the word and is verified through his word. So stay out of these places trying to get somebody to tell you something because apostle, man, they ain't told you yet. So you're going to see who else can tell you. God will tell you, praise Jesus. Uh-huh. Anybody else? Athea, come up here, honey, with the mic, because they got to hear you on live. It's over there in that seat. With, with all this teaching, it, it helped me because back in the day, I had a cousin that was going around, and she was the, the, the house prophet. And... <laughs> And she was using that to control people because I didn't know anything about it. And she had me scared because she was telling me, if you didn't come to this church, your dog, you know, somebody in your family is going to die and your dog died because you were disobedient. And somebody one night, they asked her, they said, well, how did you become a prophet? And she said, I asked God for it. You know, and, and I, I wasn't in the word, you know, like I should have been then. And I didn't know. And everything, she, but she was operating in familiar spirits. And when the pastor was up, you know, preaching and stuff, she, she was dressed in this white thing with a little dolly on her head. And, and she would go around whispering in people's ear. You know, and she stayed in my ear. And really, and every time I look around, she wanted to come to my house and, and teach me how to pray. And I had one cousin that told her, she said, I need to come to your house and and that one cousin said, you ain't coming in my house. You ain't coming in my house. And I should have been bold enough to do that. But being that the pastor allowed her to go in the church and be the house prophet and just go around telling people stuff, I thought it was okay till she got on my nerve one night. <laughs> and the rest of it. Anyone else? Jennifer? I like with what Kim was saying, what's so good about these teachings that we're getting. I feel like a lot of times um, when people go to some of these schools, I wonder if they're getting truth, which we know God's word is truth, and we can stand in it, or we get man's opinion. And with what we're getting, we're getting truth. And just like what you're talking about, we may have, somebody may have told us what our call was, but if we don't have anything to to use as a guideline to say, okay, this is what I, w I will be doing as God, you know, raises me up, then the other thing, we, we're going to try to do it, and we, it ain't going to work. And we're going to wonder, what's wrong, God? What am I doing wrong? And it ain't about us. It's, so that's what I think is awesome about this is this is, give, this is, this is something that you can, we can stand on. And somebody says, why? Well, this is why, because God said, and this is how the order goes. Kwana, come on up.
Well, I just wanted to say what I enjoyed the most about all of it and how it's coming together is that it all referenced back to Jesus. And that's what I love. The apostle, the prophet, the order of the church, disciple, and even in the Old Testament, how they missed Jesus, how he was coming in the New Testament, how the Pharisees, they were blind. And it just, he's the truth. He's the way. And I just love that, how she just brought that full circle for us. And it just, it's so much and it's just, Good, <laughs> and I've enjoyed every bit of it. Is there anybody else before Kim? You can come up. The word that was coming to my mind was collaborate, and I was like, "What the collaborate means?" So I had to look it up. But the definition said, "Oh, okay." Work jointly, jointly on an activity, especially to produce or create something. And I was like, collaborate? And I was just kept questioning why collaborate? But the way she was bringing it together from the old to the new, it was collaborating together. And I just couldn't help but seeing a book, you know, for a guideline. But God had already given her that anyway. See how God confirms? He confirms. And sometimes he use you, and you don't even know you being used until somebody tells you. And, y'all, that's the best way of being used. You don't get big-headed when you don't know. You just go on. Is anything else in the announcements before we dismiss? Okay. We'll dismiss with the, with the deacons. <laughs>